the only thing we have to fear. The economic health of this nation has been four essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline Read. in the dollar is great. It's a late rally on Wall Street. Too big to fail. Growing the economy. Growing the economy. It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome. This is Money Talks. Money Talks. Good morning, good morning. You're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running, most respected money show on the radio. I'm Troy Harmon, your host this week with uh, DJ Barker. Hello, hello. As well as Dan Deluzio. Hello out there. Hey, guys. Uh, Dan is a CPA, works out of our perimeter office down at Hensler Financial, and uh, DJ is a managing associate in our planning and implementation department so we've got a financial planner an accountant and then there's just old me and then there's troy yeah well and i'm whatever you can make just about anything out of me <laughs> uh from a truck driver to a gardener i'll take either you'll one take of it those. any yeah, yeah anyway. either anything. way and and i'm also a financial analyst good so I'll, oh, on the side well, actually, uh, I spend a whole lot more of my time being a financial analyst than I do either one of those. Uh, but uh, let's talk a little bit about the stock market. This week we have seen some volatility. Little, little volatile, little yeah, up and downs, yeah. No doubt uh, fears of quiddly, Italy, whatever yeah. you want to talk about. We're talking about Italy might be leaving the European Union. That's right. Uh, fear is that uh, due to populist um, politics within Italy, uh, people that um, some, especially those who like the European Union, uh, might um, rather have sitting on the sidelines actually are looking like they might gain enough power to uh, cause a bit of an issue. Uh, I guess the investment side of this is the fear that uh, Italian bonds might default, sovereign bonds. Uh the fact that if they should leave the European Union, we saw what happened when uh, Britain exited, uh, didn't crush the Union, and they right. were much bigger economically, you know, as far as gross domestic product, they were much bigger and are much bigger than Italy, which is the third largest economic power within the European Union at this point. Um, you know, we're, it, uh, either way, it causes uh, causes a little bit of grief and angst. Uh, on top of the fact that we saw a rekindling of those fears of tariffs this week. Yeah. Uh, talked a lot about that a few months ago. Uh, here we are back, final decision made. Uh, we will see some steel and aluminum tariffs on uh, our trading partners, including, kind of a, like a surprise, uh, including Canada. 25% on steel, 10% on aluminum, I believe it was. Uh, it's, you know, it's... Kind of final, not final, final yet. Uh, we got Wilbur Ross out talking about uh, just how we will handle those uh, those potential changes in tariffs. And, uh, you know, I've said it on this station before. I'll say it again. Uh, ultimately, tariffs are paid by the consumers within the economy that imposes them. Uh, so, you know, it's not necessarily the best of things. Uh, there are some uh, problems, I guess we'll say, in uh, international trade, and I think that's really what we're aiming at correcting. Uh, ultimately, I, I, I said it before, and I'll still stick to it, I don't think we're going to see tariffs actually enacted and imposed and charged on any import uh, commodity 
uh, I think it's still a negotiation tactic. Sure. And I believe mm-hmm. ultimately uh, we will come to some reasonable conclusion. Uh, we did have tariffs in the not-too-distant past. Uh, under George W. Bush, we saw some tariffs. Uh, and uh, that situation was taken to the uh, – uh, to the International Powers uh, Trade Organization and uh, actually was reversed, uh, deemed illegal, I guess, and uh, and changed at that time. And I really believe that if these go that far, we'll probably see something similar. Now, uh, what it did do is uh, drove prices of, uh, of our stock, uh, our stock market overall, drove it a bit lower uh, just off – you know, a little more than half a percent on the day of the announcement Thursday. Um, you know, if you look at uh, everything that's happened this week, uh, the biggest thing that we saw was uh, a reduction in the value of the euro currency by 1% versus uh, the dollar, which is a pretty significant move. Uh, we also saw yields uh, on the treasury yield uh, fall significantly over the past week and a half. I mean, we had 10-year Treasury yields at 3.07% a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Uh, this week, I saw them as low as 27 That's a pretty That's significant a change mm-hmm. in a short period for uh, yields. So, you know, it's uh, it has caused some volatility, really uh, more significant volatility in bond prices than in uh, stock prices. But... Uh, Either way, you know, I still continue to watch the stock market. Uh, Earnings season. We are coming to a close on earnings season. First quarter, S&P 500, 493 of the 500 companies in the index have reported. Uh, Earnings growth. Dan, you want to take a wild guess at this? What would be an outlandish number? Outlandish number? Yeah, just tell me some crazy number. 25%. Okay. We're almost outlandish. 23.5% (laughs) earnings growth in the first quarter, which is significantly higher. I think fourth quarter we saw like 15.5%, which I thought, man, that's that's pretty juicy. Uh, We've got uh, regulatory and tax changes, and now we've got 23.5% growth in earnings in the first quarter. Uh, couple that with a decline in prices, uh, the S&P 500, we went from about a 41% premium relative to long-term uh, average price-to-earnings ratio to currently at about 24.5, something like that. So uh, S&P 500 is, uh, is a little more uh, palatable, I guess, at current prices, uh, given a bit of a pullback, which, uh, you know, year-to-date we're still positive. What are we, 1.4%? Yeah. Maybe a little lower than that. A little, little lower, 1.35. Yeah. Year-to-date, uh, technology still leading the charge, 10.83%. Um, the one-year period, 12.35% for the index overall. Information technology, 26.8%. Yeah, wow. just unbelievable. Consumer staples, this is a story that I still can't quite wrap my head around, but uh, over the past year, lost 12.5%. Consumer staples year-to-date down 13.4%. Still just uh, kind of a bizarre thing when you see cigarette companies, uh, companies like Procter & Gamble down 20%. I mean, it's uh, hard to make sense of. And uh, obviously, if you watch uh, valuations very closely, obviously I'm not near as uh, as crazy about information technology at this price level and after these changes as I would be – 
you know, interested in buying me some consumer staples. But uh, uh, what has worked so far, year to date and over the past year, has surely been anything but consumer staples. Yeah. You know, telecoms yeah, down. Big. Telecom was down big last year. I think one of the only negative, uh, if if it did end the year negative, I think it did. But it's actually only three major companies. Uh, whereas information technology now, and I made this point before, early 90s, information technology made up about 5.5% of the S&P 500. Today, makes up almost 25%, almost one-fourth yeah. of the yeah. market-weighted value in the S&P 500. To you, that to me is phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you know we're we're more of a technology driven uh, economy if you want to measure it that way, and and it's actually a more reasonable way to measure you know from a financial analyst point of view uh, such as mine. And the reason being it's it's market cap weighted. You you take the number of shares available on the market and their price, uh, multiply the two together. And you get uh, the true economic value of the company. And, uh, you know, honestly, when you look at what's happened over since 1990, mm-hmm. uh, we have had quite a run in uh, technology. And, and it's easy to identify just by that, 5.5% up to 25%. Yeah, Amazing. significant. Yeah, no doubt. Um, we have a few things to talk about economically this week. Uh, we'll make it quick. Uh, University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Survey uh, dropped 0.8 points to uh, 98. Uh, looks like uh, consumers reported weaker assets. So the current conditions are a little bit weaker this week. Uh, expectations actually improved. So how I feel about the economy right now is not as strong as how I feel it's going to be next year. I, you know, it's kind of a weird situation. We also got... Uh, conference board consumer confidence, which actually rose in both present conditions and the expectations. So, um, you know, the only thing that we did see is purchasing plans were a little bit weaker going forward out of that particular piece. Uh, home prices continue to climb at a pretty rapid pace, 6.8% in the 20-city index, uh, 65 in the 10-city. Um, mortgage apps, this is a weekly thing we talk about quite a bit, uh, the uh, mortgage application index is down 2.9% from the fr- prior week. Uh, refinances are leading the way lower, 4.7% negative, and uh, purchase activity declined 1.9%. So uh, all things considered, that's a little weird. Uh, GDP, we got uh, GDP numbers this week, 2.2% growth versus 2.3% in the initial uh, so we see a little bit of a weakening in uh, GDP. We'll come right back. You're listening to Money Talk. Stick around. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments, It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. 
Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.